1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's roll out to the Sprint Special Guest Line where you can get $100 off a redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit local Sprint store near you for details. Matt Thomas, play-by-play voice of the Rockets. Matt, is this true? This is your seventh interview you've done today? You are number four of seven. Let me run through the list. Uh, we started in New York. We have done Milwaukee. Uh, we did Birmingham, Alabama, ironically enough. Birmingham. And I'm trying, yeah, I don't know why. Oh, in Minneapolis. I'm doing another Minneapolis hit. San Francisco, and then Miami is calling at the bottom of the hour. By wow. the way, I feel like your hotline should be named the Matt Thomas hotline because I feel like I'm on your show like every two weeks. Is that accurate, Hans? It's pretty close. I mean, when Houston's pulling out as much news as they're pulling out, they, they bring a trade like this. You gotta, we got to get our guy on. I mean, seriously, I feel almost guilty that when Mike Conley came and signed or got traded, I didn't call y'all. I mean, I know. It's a good pickup. I, I went on a, a, my, uh, I do a weekly TV show here in the market, and I said, how Utah is now a top four team, and I'm not kidding around. So Conley is such, I think, an improvement over Ricky Rubio. You didn't ask my opinion on that, but I should give it to you anyway. Well, you're not wrong either. Okay. Well, let's let's ask the question that every single station that you've been on with is going to start with. Can these yes. two exist on the court together? Uh, well, that's the answer. See, that's what you're supposed to call Mike D'Antoni because he gets multi-millions of dollars to do that. So I don't have an answer for you like I didn't have an answer for the day that Chris Paul came here. But Chris Paul and James Harden, if you were to take their entire body work together, worked well for about 90% of the time. Guys, as you know, they were – one win away from beating the Western, uh, Western Conference champion, soon to be NBA champion, Golden State Warriors, two years ago. Yeah. I firmly believe, and I will follow my sword on this, that the Rockets get one of those two games Chris Paul's uh, answering with healthy. It wasn't. Injuries are a part of life, so you move on. This year, Chris's deterioration dropped a little bit. I don't think anybody that watched the Rockets would disagree with that. Maybe even Chris wouldn't disagree with it. But at the end of the day, James really thought, I'm the best go-to guy. Chris, on the other hand, said, move the ball around so it doesn't become 100% James, and that's where you ran into a little bit of a kerfuffle. By no means, gentlemen, did they hate each other. By no means was it they weren't speaking. I travel with the team. I can tell you if it was, and I told us today that all that stuff was coming out. But am I 100% surprised Chris Paul got traded? No. But I will tell you this. I was pretty resolved with the fact that he was going to stay here until Paul George said he wanted to leave, and then Russ Westbrook said, okay, I think I'll go find somewhere else. So I don't have an answer for you on it. I just can't wait to find out. There is the same, if not even a wee bit more, excitement here in Houston for this move compared to Chris because, look, for as crazy as crazy Russ is, he's still very much in the prime of his NBA career. Yeah. Uh, Matt Thomas, play-by-play voice the Rockets, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. So when you look at the how this team is built, give me your starting lineup now that Westbrook's on this team. All right, Westbrook is the true point. Uh, I think obviously Harden go play the two, and I think that Mike D'Antoni will stagger them like they did with Chris Paul, where you'll have at least one, as he would say, Hall of Fame point guard on the floor at the same time. Okay. PJ Tucker is your three. Uh, or excuse me, um, Eric Gordon will probably be your three, and that's really a big guard as compared to a true legitimate small forward. You have P.J. Tucker, who is the heart and soul of this basketball team and plays much bigger than his 6'5", 6'6", frame. And then you have Clint Capella, uh, who is still here. The uh, Rockets apparently today, according to Mark Stein, uh, signed Tyson Chandler. They're in on the Andre Iguodala conversation with a potential trade with Memphis. Uh, they've re-signed Gerald Green. They've re-signed Daniel Haas, who had a nice sprint, uh, spurt with the team. So it's got a nice little nine-man rotation. Is it the favorite in the West? 
No. But I'd be hard-pressed to go to any of the markets, including Salt Lake, and anybody be beating their chest right now to say we are the definitive favorites in the West. I think it is as wide open as the three of us, as adult men who have watched basketball for most of our lives, have ever seen the NBA Western Conference. Wide open. How much pressure gets put on Mike D'Antoni in this trade? And, and how, do the, how does the fan base feel about Mike D'Antoni at this point? It runs 50-50. Um, you know, I just finished a three-hour show where I talked about you know, Russell Westbrook for 95% of the time, and some of it was, it doesn't matter if Russell Westbrook's here, Chris Ball's here, James Harden's going to be here. Mike D'Antoni's number one NBA championship. So you're going to find people that are going to say that he is incapable, that he, is, you know, he shrinks his playoff rotation, which, by the way, 90% of the NBA teams do. We saw in the NBA Finals, we saw those rotation drops. And then you've got a certain number of the people that say, no matter who the coach is, James Harden's going to shoot the ball 35 times, and Russell Westbrook's going to shoot 30 times, and everybody else is going to combine for another 30 shots. So it really runs hot and cold. As you guys know, when you, and I've been on your show before, I'm a huge Mike D'Antoni fan. He is one of the most innovative minds in offensive basketball in the history of the NBA. He figured out a way to get Chris and James to play nice for as long as they did. And especially in this particular case where Russ and James are good friends, that helps tremendously, one. And number two, they played against with each other for three years. So are they different players than they were seven years ago? Of course. But it's still a basketball. It's still 94 feet. And you have two of the most electrifying offensive scorers in the league on one team. I like to take my chances with that. So to your point, and I think this is something that Hans and I talked about a little bit earlier in the program, is that you've got to, if you're going to build a team like this, you've got to have a coach that can deal with alphas and you've got to have a coach that can be really creative on a system. And you feel like Mike D'Antoni fits the bill with all of that. Yeah. The only issue is, frankly, is, and I'm sure you, I don't know if you've done much talk about this, but Mike is just working on his on lame duck season. Yes. And you guys know it not only college sports, but in the NBA or any, any sports, very rarely do you see coaches working on the last year of a contract. So, I don't know how much that plays into it. I can't envision the Rockets getting off to a slow start. Um, but I think Mike just wanted a certain dollar amount. I think his agent drove a lot of that. So I will tell you this, as comfortable as you ever can be, they're comfortable. Both sides are hoping that they win 60 games, hoping they win a utterly wide-open West, and that Mike D'Antoni gets another two- or three-year contract before he retires to eventually you know, leave with a championship or at least be at the NBA Finals level. But uh, – there is no one in the NBA, and I've been around a lot of coaches, both college and pro, that can take an offense, take the pieces, and make it innovative and interesting. And when it's on, unstoppable. Threes and dunks. Look, it's, you know, the dunks are easy to lay up. It's the three-point shot. It's the constant barrage. And I can go back, guys, to a couple of years ago in that Utah Rocket series. You know, the Rockets took the Jazz soul because of the fact that you kept hitting one three-point shot after the other. And that's the game plan is give guys on the floor with the Rockets the best look at the high, at a high percentage three-point shot, and I think that won't really change. What did you think about the haul that you sent to OKC, the two swaps and the two first picks? Well, if you've watched or uh, witnessed the Rockets at all the last handful of years, we don't draft anybody. <laughs> you know what the draft party was like this year? It was minimal. We introduced new uniforms. <laughs> the Rockets had no draft picks. They just don't keep them. The last first-round pick the Rockets had – uh, was, um, well, I'm going to go back with four or five years ago. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. He went to the Clip- He was part of the Clippers trade. Uh, oh, Sam Decker. Oh, there you go. That's it. Sam Decker, and before that, Clint Capella. The Rockets, hell, the Rockets traded a first round pick to get, uh, uh, Iman Shumpert, and he hardly played for the team. 
We the Rockets just and this is more Daryl Morey, but I'm not should say the Rockets. Daryl Morey uses them as trade kits, and that is all because he feels like the Rockets are in the have category, meaning I can go get the free agent I want to if I have money. I can make the trade. Where if you're Oklahoma City, if you're Minnesota, if you're Charlotte, if you're Atlanta, if you're Orlando, you're probably going to have to build through your drafts. That's why the first-round picks have never really been relevant around these parts for a long time. Uh, just to be upfront, I've never interviewed Daryl Morey. I, I met him once here at a jazz game, but it was brief. Uh, I don't know him as a man or as a as you know as a person. I know that the owner of the Rockets came out and said, "We are going to be aggressive. We're going to change this thing." Was this this wasn't a knee jerk thing just to make an owner happy? Was it? I can't imagine Daryl Morey would would get sucked into something like that. No, I think I think that the Chris Paul conversation was real. But I think they were resigned to the fact that if Paul George would have not gone to the Clippers, that Chris Paul would have been a Houston Rocket. Because, guys, the contract is immense. It's still yeah. three years left on it, over $120 million for a guy who's 34 who had a massive drop-off. So it wasn't like people were knocking down the door to get trade to hit Chris Paul. But at the end of the day, when that trade was t- took place and Paul George became a Los Angeles Clipper, there was the thought of Russell Westbrook is in Oklahoma City, essentially by himself. He wants to go somewhere else. They're ready to get rid of his large contract. Who could take it on, and what could you get in return? And look what Oklahoma City has done between the two the two trades with seven first-round draft picks, which I think they'll spin some of them to Miami. And I think they're starting from scratch. And if I was Oklahoma City, while it'd be, it would suck to see Durant where he is, James Harden doing what he's doing, Russell Westbrook, maybe these middle markets, that's what you kind of have to do right now. Matt, if I gave you the Clippers or the Lakers roster to go be the head coach of right now, who do you want to coach? The Clippers and a name even close. Yeah. Montrez Harrell I like. Pat Beverly re-signs. Um, look, Kawhi Leonard it was amazing except for Game 7. I mean, still, I think he's retaking his spot as the best, one of the best two-way players, not the best two-way player in the NBA. Paul George can just crush you in a very small time with five three-pointers in a short period of time. He says his shoulders are healthy and fine. I trust him on that. That's a, that's a better lineup. I think the Lakers have still got some other pieces to get to. And, guys, and I don't know if people agree or not, did we, for the first time in LeBron James' amazing career, see the first downturn? And that's what I think we're still having to figure out is, is he coming back as, the, as LeBron a two or three years ago, or is he the guy that's going to have to have, he's gonna have injury issues and not play a full season anymore? Because full season LeBron is amazing. 55-team LeBron, we saw it last year when he came back from the Lakers. It didn't help them out at all. They didn't make the playoffs. This segment brought to you by Cafe Rio, the official restaurant of Matt Thomas when he's here in Salt Lake City. Extra meat, free meal. My guy. Hey. No, it's all right. It's like a nervous twitch. You know this, right? Yeah, no. I, I, in fact, one of these days, I'll ship down some Tomatillo ranch dressing to you. Is it always the sweet pork? Say that again? Is it always the sweet pork for you? Yes, for sure. (laughs) Every time. All right. Hey, Matt, we appreciate it. We'll let you get to interviews five, six, and seven, but thanks for uh, thanks for carving out a few moments for us. Hey, and uh, Russell Westbrook and the Rockets in the Vivint Smart Home Arena? Oh, that could be an interesting Rockets chat series this year, would you say? Uh, yeah, I think that it's it going to get uh, a little heated. Oh, yeah. 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 Guys, take care. Call anytime. You're the best. Matt Thomas right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, play-by-play voice of the Houston Rockets.